Hi, I'm the Red Dog, and you're listening to the Recount Podcast. Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, because I'm on all of these shows, because for some reason, free health never wants to show up when you want to offer handshakes and hot dogs and run out of hot dogs. It is what it is. But we do have one on our roster, so let's go down the roster. He is my longest friend. He is a one person. He is a veteran, just like myself, as in, you know, we've been all around the world. He is one of those dudes that I can rely on, and I know that he's going to be there no matter what, so I got to give him props where props are due. However, he is suffering right now and has a lack of color in his face. He'll explain it at another time. So with that being said, shout out to my man, the boy from Lincoln, Nebraska. Give it up for Lou, the franchise. You forgot to tell him I'm the hottest, fastest growing podcast host out there on a podcast that's not there yet. (laughs) Caveats. That's what we need. But this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring, which means one thing, we have a special guest for you. I'm not even going to lie to you right now. Of all the interviews that I've done, this is probably the one I'm most excited about. I just have to put it out there. You can find this man attached to XPW, CZW, WSX, which, by the way, I personally love that show when it was around, WWE, as well as NWA Hollywood. He has got more aliases than a KGB spy. This man can be found on YouTube with the Santino Bros channel. He went from prospect to mainstream to mentor to trainer to legend. Give it up for Joey Munoz. Wow, that, thank you for having me. That is one great, that's probably the greatest intro I've ever gotten in my career. I really appreciate that. And I'm happy to be here on the, on the Three Count Podcast, happy to be here with Clifford and, and Lou. And I'm, uh, yeah, just excited to talk to you about wrestling, what's been going on with Santino Brothers, and uh, everything of the sorts that's been going on with me. Man, no, like, I, I can't even lie, like, I'm super excited about this. Because it was just like I was telling you before we went live was, um, you know, it's with COVID happening, obviously, like a lot of things got shut down and I couldn't even train. And I've, I've said this on the show a few times that like I started training in January of this year of 2020. So I couldn't even train. And so I needed, I needed to learn. And as, as being a 35 year old male, like, and I'm just breaking into the business, I, I had to pick up knowledge quick. So I was like, what am I going to do? I literally typed in, in my chat, how to fall over the top rope. And your video was the first one to pop up. And I just went <laughs> and dived through all the videos. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you found the videos. Um, like I was telling you, I think I started probably October of 2018. as when I started doing the how-to videos. Um, and we've, we've had our, our YouTube channel uh, since like 2006. I think probably within the first three months of them opening YouTube, the website. Um, and we've had our YouTube channel. And I think it took us about... 12 years and i think uh june and june of 2018 they said congratulations you've got 10,000 subscribers and i was like man it's taken a long time to get to 10,000 subscribers then i started doing the how-to videos um and i think in the in the last maybe 18 months we've grown about 83,000 subscribers so to a total of 93,000 subscribers um just from the how-to videos and uh just like you and, and there's there's so many people um, not just around the country, not just around California, but around the world, 
uh, that are watching these videos. I got people all over the world that are, uh, I got people that are that shit on us on the comments, and I, but I got a lot more people that love uh, what I'm doing and how I'm showing people. And I usually just tell them, hey, this is how I do it. Um, because in my head, in my mind, and what I've learned about wrestling, there's so many different ways uh, to do professional wrestling. I always just tell the people this. Does it look good? Does it make sense? Is it safe? And if you can say yes, 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 then we can create and evolve in professional wrestling. And those are just some of the tips that I've been doing and uh, uh, just been really just trying to uh, keep the dream alive um, and have a, have a video library. But I, I didn't really realize that I was going to touch so many people and really help so many people out. Uh, like there's a guy in, I think it's in Finland, who tells me we don't have a wrestling ring. I just, me and my buddies, we go out there on the grass and we watch your videos and we do the best I can uh, because there's no wrestling out there. And it really, a light bulb uh, went off in my head. And I said, wow, reaching out and doing this YouTube channel has really taught me that there's so much wrestling around the world and I can really help out. And that would be something that would be great. Like actually be a wrestling missionary to go out there um, and help these places that don't have a ring, don't even know how to build a ring um, and help them build a ring. Um, teach them how to wrestle, teach them how to do it, um, and just introduce pro wrestling to different parts of the uh, of the world that have never experienced it besides probably watching it on television, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's crazy. And I have to say, like, if, if anybody has to be an ambassador for sport, and I don't want to say have to be, but if anybody gets to be an ambassador for sport, I couldn't think of anybody better than yourself. <laughs> wow, thank you. You have, like, thank this – well, and to be honest, like, you have this upbeat attitude. You're always energetic, like – you like yes just like trainers like you will come down on people if they're doing things wrong or poorly and you want to just help them get better but nonetheless like you do it out of a place of care love and passion and those are like big things that you need just like in anything to like to embrace like or to get people to embrace what you enjoy you know what i mean yeah i think it's it's taken me it's taken me some years to really realize what do you, what do we do in here at santino brothers uh, teaching people to wrestle, of course. And, and then I really realized when, you know, I would have these parents that would come up to me and I would meet the parent of my student for the first time and they would give me hugs, long hugs, tears in their eyes. And I'd be like, what is going on? And they would say, my son never would listen and it would never be, never would, never had a focus. And then he went to your school and he's a changed person. And I've gotten this multiple times of just people telling me how you've gotten through to my, to my child and done something that I haven't been able to. And I, I'm saying, I didn't even know I was, I was trying to, but just really instilling uh, the discipline and life lessons in wrestling. And then I realized, what do we do? We're teaching wrestling. No, we're actually changing lives. And it sounds corny and it sounds probably cliche. Uh, but when, when I realized that, when I was reaching them, when it was, when I started learning how to be a coach about, you can't just yell at everybody. I can maybe yell at, at, at you, but I can't yell at Lou. He might react differently. And I can, I, my job is to get the best out of each of my students. So um, if I got to sit there and have a heart to heart with you, then I will. If I got to sit there and put my hand on your shoulder while I talk to you, then that's what I got to do. Maybe you're the type that reacts to me yelling at you even cussing you out to really light that fire under you. So I try to figure out like, wow, everybody's different, of course. So I figure out how can I motivate these, these kids and these impressionable uh, potential grapplers um, to be, to want to be not only better wrestlers, but better people 
Um, and then, so that's what I've been trying to do. And then obviously the wrestling is my vehicle and our forum that we use. Um, but yeah, that's been my goal for the last three years is they come in to learn to be wrestlers. I go in trying to really help them change their lives. Uh, not trying to change the way they're thinking, but just be a respectable human being um, that, that actually that their parents would appreciate. Um, and so that's, uh, that's what we've been doing. Um, and it, it's, it really takes more than just showing the, the, the trainer or excuse me, the, the student the role or the bump or running the ropes. It's like you really have to become this father figure uh, to these students. You know, and I say father figure because at 42, each of my students, I'm probably, uh, they're probably half my age. Um, and uh, so I think that's what they're really looking for. And that really helps. And that's really what builds the connection is just even after you've done and you've done paid, paid your training, I'm here a year later, two years later, seeing right, really trying to help the students out still and trying to see how their career is going. So um, yeah, it, it takes, a, takes definitely takes a toll out of me. Um, and I couldn't have done it without actually giving up my wrestling career um, and saying, listen, I can either uh, moonlight as a trainer or I can go all in and be the best I can be. And that's, that's some of the advice I give when people say, I want to be a trainer. You're, you're a very successful trainer. And I say, hey, listen, don't be a trainer unless you're ready and willing to give up your wrestling career. Um, just because it, you have, you can't moonlight and go wrestle at the main event and then come and train kids because there's so much knowledge that they need to learn and you have to be there for them like a coach would, right? A coach is not playing quarterback. You know, he's coaching the team. And imagine the coach was playing quarterback for the Broncos and how good really could the Broncos be? You know what I mean? So that's how I, I've always looked at it. And it's been a sacrifice. I mean, that was a huge sacrifice, really. Like my one goal in wrestling was to wrestle in Japan, never hit that goal. You know, my students have done it multiple times over, um, but it was a sacrifice that I've taken. But COVID has actually said to me, hey, you don't have the school now. Maybe you should. Maybe you should. You could probably, you could be Jericho and wrestle till you're 50. Um, but uh, I don't know. So it, those are thoughts that actually do still go through my mind uh, right now, just because I started wrestling when I was 14. It's in my blood. It's in my soul. It's in my heart. And just <laughs> having like eight or nine months off um, has really taken a toll on me but I, I got the opportunity uh, to work with David Marquez on his uh, pay-per-view primetime live just in the September and I felt like oh man like the vampire from true blood like I just needed the real blood in my veins to really feel that and it, it's kind of it's kind of gotten me by right I always say oh, you're 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 you got the sickness or you're addicted to the wrestling and that that's what it is it totally is so but yeah that's my long way long of response on that what's so funny is that you have answered like the first three questions that we're gonna ask you because <laughs> like it's the hardest part about being a wrestler uh walking away and becoming a trainer who are you well obviously now we know we've got a more detailed message and then you know what's the hardest part of being a trainer being away from the students like i definitely those are like the first three questions i have for you and now i'm like man this is awesome <laughs> yeah you know i i've i i've been on on the a bit using zoom for the first time right i think in september or maybe uh, maybe in may maybe in may we started it just doing the zoom classes and i told the guys i'm gonna do these zoom classes and it's been really good like just because in california like they, they got everything shut down um because of the pandemic um so it's just been really nice and I, and and i didn't realize like wow i miss these students i miss i miss seeing them every day even the ones where you're like come on man we went over this yesterday and you had it 
I'm like, I miss all, I miss all of them. So I had the opportunity uh, to get on the Zoom calls with them all summer um, and be in contact with them. And I still, uh, still, still do one-on-one uh, -on -one Zoom calls here and there with some of the students just to really see their face. Like I'm not one that really likes to speak on the phone. But I found out that I don't mind talking on a Zoom call. You know, I really don't. I actually prefer it to be a lot better uh, than sitting there talking on the phone. I just really, I don't know, I can't do it. I just can't do the phone thing. I do the text thing, but now I at least have an option to say, let's jump on a Zoom call. You know, um, that way it'd be uh, a lot more personable and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I found it. I found that to be the same way. We found the show. We so you know, I talk about it a lot. The show started by accident. It really did. Like we started the show back in like April, and it was just like, you know, we talked to a friend for like an hour, just kind of ask some questions, see what they thought, see what was going through their mind, and then just ask them like, hey, what would you say to a wrestler that was trying to make it into business? And then it was like probably like ten episodes in, I realized it's like, dude, this is like the only way you get this advice is if you go to seminars. And like here I am, like. 80 something late episodes later and here I am like asking the same questions but getting different answers and taking big notes so and I, I get to pick the brains of people who've been in the business for anywhere from like 19 months to 30 years so it's like it's it's like a wide range so like listening to you talk about like how you get on zoom calls and you're just educating the the, the new the new breed of students coming in I was like See, I could do this all day. Just take notes and just follow. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't think, I thought, I had talked to my wife. I said, should I do that? I'm going to try to do these. I wrote down this curriculum. I said, I'm going to try to do these, these Zoom classes. Like, what else can we do? You know, they won't even let us have a building right now. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so I said, I'm going to write this curriculum down and see what I can do. And I'll be honest, like when we went over the summer, there was, there was some, some classes that were like, I would just stop the class right there and say, okay, this is not working. We tried, we tried to do it. This is not working. You know, maybe we're going to check this one off as no, this is not good. Uh, so that's what I did was I took this, my current students that I had alumni for the last 10 years and just said, who wants to jump on a zoom call and help me as I write this curriculum and see what works. Um, but yeah, I wasn't sure about it. I, I thought like, I don't know. We'll see if anybody wants, I said, I told, I told my wife, I said, I'll put it out there and see if anybody wants to take it. Um, and if, if so, then we'll do it. And um, if not, then we won't ever do it again. And here I am, I'm, I'm on my second class where I'm actually starting to advertise my third one. Um, that's what I just told my wife. I said, well, you know, as, if people want to keep taking them, then we're going to keep doing it. I've also said to her, I said, we, you know, we have, a, uh, we have beginners, intermediate class, we have uh, um, advanced and semi-pro, right? And so that's our curriculum, 100, 100 sessions. Um, and, uh, I said, but there's no reason why we should not be doing the zoom class, even in a perfect world without COVID, you know, because, um, whenever there's an opportunity to be in a ring and, and you, you should know, you should know the best because you're a student of the game is that, that whenever there's a ring there, like coaches, like, Hey, we need, we need ring work. Of course we need to cut promos and we need to learn about this, but bottom line is we need, we need the ring work bottom line. And, and. Sometimes the ring, the ring uh, time is scarce, you know, like we would have our students here, class will be two hours, they have the opportunity to come an hour before an hour after. Um, but the ring time officially is only two hours. So I'd always say, let's get in that ring. Um, and let's work on the rolls or the body slam or running the ropes or whatever it is. 
And then the diehards that would uh, stay an hour after with the coaches and just sit there and pick their brains, they would get a lot of the information that I'm delivering in the, in the Zoom class. Uh, so as I started doing the Zoom um, online, the online pro wrestling class, I had some students that had quit for a year or two and actually said, I'm going to come back and join this, this, uh, this Zoom. And uh, to my surprise, they, they said, listen, if I knew all this stuff before I went to wrestling school, physical wrestling school, I said, I would have lasted a lot longer and I wouldn't have quit so easy. I would have known a lot more stuff. And that's when the light bulbs, again, right? Light bulb starts going off in my head about, hey, I think this is something that, that needs to be implemented. Of course, right? It, all the work is not in the ring. Although if there's the ring there, we, we should probably do ring time unless we're all perfect and we're, we all need work, you know? Um, so I started realizing that, wow, like just having the time, if you don't have the opportunity to stay after class for an hour with coach or maybe get to drive uh, uh, four to eight hours in a car uh, with a veteran wrestler and kind of pick their brain and get this knowledge. Like sometimes some wrestlers never get it, you know, or maybe they'll get the 30 minutes to an hour long, or maybe they'll, they'll do some seminars and get some of this information. But we have about 40 hours that we're covering in, in, in the zoom class of just everything from storytelling um, we talk about goals, match psychology. Um, we do match review. Um, we are doing, um, we're doing promos, character development, um, just really finding themselves. And before I'm not even letting them do, uh, I'm not even letting them do character promos right now. I just want to hear from their heart, what comes from their soul and how they can change and drive these emotions. Um, so there's so many subjects that we can talk, talk about just really online as we sit and talk um, that are so important in, when it comes to the aspect in the game of professional wrestling, um, because it's, it's like just psychology. I remember when I was coming up, I would ask the veterans, Hey, so can you teach me some of this psychology that you guys are talking about? And they would say, no brother, you know, you just one day you wake up and you understand psychology. And, and I was like, damn, okay. And I, had no choice but to believe them. I figured that's how it is. Um, I do understand what they mean because as you could teach it, you may not understand it, but then you'll wake up one day. But I was never going to wake up one day and just know psychology, you know. <laughs> I guess maybe of just uh, uh, tr uh, um, uh, trial and error, um, I would figure it out. But here I'm teaching the students and they understanding the storytelling and the psychology, you know, the first two years in, as opposed to me, I had to go through a whole career to really figure it out and say, oh, that's what we're doing. We're driving emotions. You know, I was doing cool moves, but no, we're driving emotions. We want to make people laugh, make people cry and really touch their hearts. You know, and that's what pro wrestling is about, at least to me, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, you bring up an excellent point about like driving emotions. Cause that's something that like, um, that's something that I, I recently learned uh, from a, a friend of mine as we were like training and stuff together in a ring. He's like, you don't ever want to just like, you don't want to stay here. He's like, you want to take like people like on this big roller coaster ride and make them feel like they're up here on the highs. And as soon as you get to a high, like you just take them right down to the ground and just like make them want. And it was like another, uh, one of my mentors told me too, he's like, you know, like when you're a good face, like you want to give the people what they want. But if you're a good heel, you're always taking that away. And he's like, and how do you do that? You're always doing something kind of cheap, but then you're always like dragging the heel or, you know, doing the work and driving the work down. And I'm like, man, this is like, it like all clicked for me. 
as far as like just like a simple like paragraph that was being said to me just like clicked as like oh this is awesome but then like you know like even for me like I'm still my first year so I'm still learning how like to put a match together and like understand like the whole concept and working on it and it's like the trinkets right and that's what those are things that come with time but that also comes with like finding veterans like yourself and just come through and asking and having good coaches to like help you learn the ropes like super quick so that you can get to that level but it's definitely something that I I value like watching like like I said watching your videos and stuff like that so one question I do want to ask and this is a question I ask pretty much like everybody who comes on the show is like what advice would you give to anybody who wants to get into the business or even is just like an up-and-coming wrestler well, the, the advice I always try to give to people whenever, even if they're having a hard time, you know, because wrestling is hard, right? It's tough. Uh, but my best advice is always just really uh, love this business with, with an undying passion, you know? Uh, and the reason I say that is because I see a lot of people, they can trying to like looking to at least break into the business, um, uh, of course, to wrestle at WrestleMania, but to be rich. And I tell them like, why don't you why, why don't you go go uh, go work on Wall Street if you want to be rich? Um, because although you can be become rich in pro wrestling, um, but really, what is what is it? It's how it's how you feel inside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I always tell them, love it with a passion because when you're chasing it for the dollar, it, it's it's a rough, it's a real rough time. And I always say it's like that. It's like that bridesmaid always trying to get married, and she's always ended up disappointed. You know, and I think it's the same thing for the wrestler, always tracing that contract. You're going to end up, you know, disappointed a lot of the time as opposed to just understand you love this business with a passion, an undying passion, and people will see that you love this business and they will be attracted to that. Promoters, bookers, um, uh, and, and writers will be attracted because they will see you having fun and they, they will, they want to jump on board with you, jump on your train with you and, and take the ride with you. And so, um, when you, when, when you, when you, um, when you act needy and desperate, we all can see that too, you know? And, and so I think that's right. That's like what this business is, right? It, 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 it sniffs all that out for you. So I just say, Hey, just love it. And you know, things will come to you. And I, I promise you, because I think, the first 10 years, I never tried to get booked anywhere. I just, I was just like, this is so cool. My eyes wide. I'm wrestling. Uh, other dudes in high school are playing football or swimming or basketball or baseball. And I'm pro wrestling. Like, ain't nobody doing this but me. Like, and that's what I really loved about it. And so then you, I really, the way I got to XPW, the way my uncle, me and my uncle Supreme, my uncle Supreme just passed away this year and broke my heart. You know, I, I'm still at a loss at it because we still haven't had a funeral. Um, but the way my uncle and I broke into XPW, pretty much we've always had a hard time, right? We, we had a ring in North Hollywood and we had Craze One who was a wrestler um, and he would show us how to do some stuff, lockups. Um, bumps, you know, was he a trainer? I don't know, but he was, he was showing us the ropes, you know, did he teach us psychology and all that and get into the details? No, he just kind of showed us the basics of pro wrestling and broke us in. Um, and, and then actually craze one sent our tape in and I said, he said, I sent your tape into JT Houston out in Colton and, uh, see if you can get in the battle, battle Royal. And I was like, battle Royal. Why would we, why would me and Supreme be in the battle? Even Supreme, maybe he was more confident than I was, but I was like, we're not pros. Like, we're just messing around, 
right now in this warehouse. We pay our five, 10 bucks to use this ring and we're just messing around here. And so he, he, uh, he uh, uh, put, uh, put our stuff out there, and that's how really we got broken in. So then we stopped. That ring got, got uh, taken away in North Hollywood, so we, we didn't have a school, right? There wasn't Slammers or EWF that we went to or even Impact Zone in Simi Valley, you know? So we had nothing, and so we would go to these rings, and since we're just the mid-'90s, it would be like still Kayfabe Central, and they would say, well, who trained you? well, craze. And they would say, well, who's that? Like, he's not a reputable school or trainer. And so like, they would think we were backyards, which we, which we were, we were like half backyarders. And, uh, and so they would uh, always give us a problem. Try One time we went to a ring with our buddy and we used it. And the next week our buddy didn't show up and we went back to use it. And we had talked to all the people there and we said, Hey, we want to pay our fee to use the ring. And they're like, what ring? And we're looking at it right there. We're like that ring. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's when we're like, oh, okay, I guess we're not welcome here. Only when our buddy comes, you know, so we had this hard time. And so Supreme looks at me and says, Hey, so I guess this porno guy is going to, is going to have open tryouts. So that means that, Hey, there's going to be an open ring. We don't even have to pay. We can just go down there and use a ring. And that's what happened. We went down there to use a ring and there was a lot of trained wrestlers there. And Rob Black was like, I want to do a highlight video. And I have brought some tables and I want you guys to go through some tables and this and that and the other. And all these trained wrestlers were like, fuck you, man. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cuss. Um, they were like, yeah, they were, they were like, heck with you, man. And uh, me and Supreme were like, we would like go in the guard, the dumpster and try to find tables that would, were half, like half broken, but we could still use them and prop them up to break because we loved ECW. We were like, so you're going to give us a free table to use and you're going to film it? That's a no brainer. Sign me up. Sign me up. And I guess since we did that for the highlight video, that's where Rob really fell in love with Supreme and myself. And even Jimmy was in that. He was, had no problem. Almost Jimmy had no problem going to the tables. Um, and so that's really what kind of solidified us to really get on the roster of XPW. We were just kind of jumped on board because they were l really looking at a lot of different wrestlers that were wrestling um, on the scene out here in Southern California. And me and Supreme were just looking for a ring to, uh, to train in. Um, but yeah, so it's always been a hard time uh, trying to find a ring sometimes. I mean, it seems like that's okay, but it seems like that's what the journey was that led you to where you are now, man. It's just that... You know, you get, here you are, a couple of kids learning some stuff in the back and then, you know, break a table at a porno shoot. That's just how it works yeah. out. And now just, here you are. <laughs> just having fun. And then next thing you know, I'm on DVDs in all malls across the country, right? And, and, and that's, so that's why I always give that advice and say, hey, just love this business with a passion. It will pay off. I tr Trust me, it will. And hey, maybe someone's going to come back and say, hey, F you, you lied to me. Um, but it's better than saying, hey, come to my school. I promise you a WWE tryout, you know, because right. nothing is promised. But, I mean, we had the great opportunity of having Brian Kendrick here at our school who would bring William Regal and all the scouts. He would bring them down all the time, you know. So then it came to the point of, like, yeah, they'll look at you, but you have to be an anomaly. They're looking for a three-headed monster, man. They want you to really stand out when they're coming around on these – on these uh on these tryouts so it's like you got to bring something to that table you got to become that wrestler and so i think that's what i really just try to cover in that online class 
<laughs> well, bet. I appreciate like, oh man, like these lectures are going to be so great for me. I just can't wait. Uh, <laughs> here's a, so I'm going to hand the questions over to Lou. He's got a bunch of them for you and then we'll okay. go from there. Joey. Lou. How are you? Good, good brother. Good deal. Hey, my first question for you. What's the hardest part for you being a trainer slash coach? <sighs> the hardest part, uh, well, I think, I think the hardest part is that I do find myself wanting it more than the students sometimes. And that's not all of them. That's not all of them. Like Brody and Jake and Heather, like they have an undying passion uh, um, uh, to be a student of the game and professional wrestling. But I do find that, that where I give so many opportunities um, and say the ring is here. Just let me know. I live right across the street, and just you can use the ring. Every like I would say, you need ring time. Just get it. Just use. It. I'm not even charging. Just show up, and they wouldn't. And now, and I think they took it for granted that the rest of that the school is, was here for 12 years, and now it's gone. It's gone. It's in storage right now. And I think they they realize like me preaching to them like just i'm 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 trying to do so much for you, and it's not easy just having a ring here for everybody, but it's here for you um and just finding myself that just really saying, "Hey, what happened to this student man they didn't even talk to us before they just stopped coming. you know maybe I could have seen what was going going on with them you know, and I never try to talk people into wrestling. I always say hey it's maybe it's not for you, and that's okay, you know it's okay. there's stuff that you do that I couldn't do to save my life, and that's got to be okay still, you know. Um, but I think that's the hardest part is just I find myself sometimes wanting it more um, than the actual student. Um, and I think that's just like a little bit inside of, of as a trainer uh, because you see so much potential for some, for some of these students. And I, I, I have some in particular that, that will come train for six months and I'll be like, you're great. You're doing good. Then they'll stop for six months. They'll come back and say, I want to start in the beginners class. And I'll say, no, let's start where you left off. And they're like, no, okay. Start in the beginners. They'll do it again. Leave for six months. And I'm like, you're really good. You should just stick with this, <laughs> you know, but I guess you got to have the passion inside. You know, I can't make them want it, you know? Yeah, I got you there. Okay. My next question for you. What is your favorite, has WWE, WWF, WCW pay-per-view? Oh, I mean, definitely, I think I got to say, and this was once, I, like, not even as a kid, you know, I think I could say the cliche WrestleMania 3, as I do remember that vividly. Um, but I think WrestleMania 17, I always refer WrestleMania 17, or actually, I didn't even realize, I referred a lot of matches on match viewing, um, that have come from WrestleMania 17, and in particular, Stone Cold and The Rock in the main event. Um, and I think it's also Angle versus Benoit. Uh, just, a, uh, just a great, great showing of work shoot. Um, and we explained that on our online class about what a work shoot is and how to actually do it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I got to say probably, uh, probably WrestleMania 17, which kind of surprises me because if you had to say one, I, that's the one that just pops up in my head right away. You know. Hey. All right, my last question for you. What goals do you have for the next five years? Man, that is a loaded question. If you ask if you asked me on March twelfth, I would have had a completely different answer than I have today. Um 
But I got to be honest with you, you know, I, I don't know which way this COVID is, is, is going. I, you know, I could read up on it until, until the cows come home. Um, but it seems like it's going to be here for a bit, you know, and I think that's the news that maybe people don't want to hear. I think everybody's right. We want instant gratification um, in our life today, right? We, I mean, uh, prime two-day shipping ain't enough. We want it today. Um, but I think the realization is, you know, coming back to a wrestling school might be, might be farther than I want it to be, of course, and maybe all the students want it to be. Um, so, you know, my five-year plan, I guess at this point, I'm really looking into, um, you know, not ever stopping the school. I do see that coming back 100% because uh, that's my vehicle and forum. Uh, but I do want to take this time to uh, look into what I'm doing now. And I got this opportunity with David Marquez and working on uh, working as a mad, match agent um, and booker uh, for them. You know, although I'm still working on the booker part, that's what I was brought in as. But I'm doing more match agenting uh, than anything. Actually, that's all I'm doing right now. Um, but it's just like paying your dues again, trying to get in for them to trust you to say, OK, well, use, use, use these guys. OK, we trust you too. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the goal. And I've, I've uh, already been in contact with my buddy, Adam Pierce and said, Hey, Adam, I've never done this before. Um, you know, I, I do it for my school, but never done it on, on this level and for, for pay-per-view, uh, for live TV. And I'm just, I need all the pointers I can get. And he was, he was very generous with his knowledge, um, and, uh, and gave me so many great pointers on it. So, you know, and it's a, uh, it's a, it's a trial and error game right now. Uh, working on this match agent, uh, you know, sometimes I feel like the top of the world and sometimes I feel like um, I destroyed somebody's match, um, you know, and I think like, like, I, like just this weekend, um, I think I was trying to do too much. And when I always tell my students, less is more. And I was like, yeah, but Pat Patterson would have a great finish for this match. And I, and I saw it as I came home. I said, you need to stop trying to be Pat Patterson and just do less is more because that's what you teach your students. Keep it simple, stupid, you know? Um, and so I think I'm learning on it and I'm, I'm having a great time learning um, and, and, and going through it and working with all this talent. Um, I wouldn't mind being a, a, a match producer. I don't know how it is working with other people. I've been on my own uh, for so many years, especially with Santino Brothers. Um, like you never even see, you never really see Santino brothers affiliated with this person. Like Joey don't want to work with nobody. Like I, I still go through my thing about DTA. I don't trust anybody. What's your angle? What are you trying to get out of me? Um, maybe, maybe we'd be a lot more successful if I did. Um, but so I think that's my biggest thing. It's like, this is new to me is actually working on a team, figuring out, right. I'm not the boss. Um, you know, so but that's, that's, that's kind of my goal, um, along with really knocking the live shows out of the ballpark. You know, um, obviously live shows, people aren't happening, but I still uh, am intrigued about uh, streaming shows. You know, we have about uh, nearly, we're coming up to about 100,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel with another uh, 11,000 on, our, on our, our Facebook, among our other social media. So I think that intrigues me to try to figure out how to, it's hard to draw live people that come to a show, but I figure, well, and it's probably the same, it's just as hard to draw pe viewers to buy your pay-per-view or buy your live stream or even maybe just watch it. So that's what I'm looking to do. And I think that's the future right now. Obviously live streaming was the future going in before COVID. Um, so I want to, I want to perfect that, um, get that down because I feel like you can't have a wrestling show 
um, you know, before COVID or even now without it being streaming. And I, I feel like you're, you're really losing out um, if you're not streaming it live. It's like when, when the internet first came aboard and rest, a lot of the wrestlers, all the old timers was like, the internet's crap. You need to go pass out flyers, you know, and maybe it was at the time, but it, I noticed that this is the way there's so many people on the internet. And I think a lot of people seen that, but we would always get yelled at court advertising online. That's crap. You're just being lazy and this, that, and the other. So, uh, but now that's all we do is solely advertise online, uh, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, heartbreaking. We had about three, about 400 people there, 350 paid um, at our show in January We've been running shows for 10 years, very sparingly, but we've run shows 10 years, probably about 10 shows a year and our best drawing show ever. And so we are so excited to go into March. We had another show March 23rd or something like that. And we're so excited to really try. This is our first time we're going to, we're going to do something different. So, um, but if you had to ask me, you know, that's probably my, my five-year plan is looking really into uh, producing um, not only matches, but also uh, live shows um, along with the uh, the wrestling school, and because the wrestling school would take so much time out of my day, right? You can't just be a coach for the two hours, three hours, four hours that you're training. You get a coach all the time, um, and so this has given me a break to think about the other things that I want to try to um, pursue, including including uh, probably my 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 Japan debut, which means that I'd have to come out of retirement again, which is why I never say I've retired. I just stop wrestling from time to time, you know? <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, those are kind of like all of like our hard hitting questions, I guess. I mean, what we do have though is the best segment ever on this show. Not even going to lie. It is time for the three count, 10 count questions. Here's how it works. I'm going to fire off a bunch of questions at you rapid quick. And then, you know, whatever is the first thing that comes to your mind. So awesome. we're going to put this imaginary timer on the clock. Bing. And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite place to travel? Amsterdam. One place you never wrestled but wanted to? Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We kept saying this. So I was like, I'm just going to ask this question. Go with it. Favorite movie? True Romance. Hey, let's go. <laughs> Batman or Superman? Batman. Friday yes, night, what are you doing? Oh, watching football. <laughs> watching football, even though I said SmackDown. <laughs> but yeah, always watching football. SmackDown on our football season, right? <laughs> right. All right. Favorite car? Mustang. Hey, 1965, black with red interior. <laughs> Got it. Even a design for it. All right, all right. Favorite podcast? Three Cow Podcast. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't co horse that at all. Heck yeah. <laughs> Nominate one person that you would like to see on this podcast. Oh, I definitely like to see Brody King on the Three Count Podcast. He's got a great, uh, great uh, amount of knowledge, um, and he's our he's like he's the uh, he's they are the leaders of the Santino brothers. He's got you know what I got to give him a shout out. These guys are so great. We closed down the school. And Brody has put it together, and, and, and they're very, they're, they don't really want to tell me who's been, who's been donating, but they have been donating to the school upwards up to $8,500 since we've closed down. 
uh, to go to our reopen. And, and Brody has orchestrated that, put it together, but it's a lot of students that are doing it. And so I just wanted to take the time and give him a shout out. I haven't told anybody. So exclusively here on the three count podcast. Uh, but yeah, it just blows me away because I always tell him, ain't no friends in wrestling. Don't trust anybody. This, that, and the other. And I was like, Hey man, like you t- teach me that people do care, man. I have a tear in my eye and I'm just like, man, I didn't know people really care like this. And so, um, yeah, just so thankful. Um, and I even told him, I said, Hey man, I'm going to try to, I got to get something opened up in the next six months. And if I don't, I'm just going to return all your money. He's like, no, bro, that's non-refundable. And I'm like, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I just wanted to give him a shout out and all the, all the students that have been donating, uh, to Santino brothers to keeping the dream alive. Um, I just, I couldn't ask, I, I couldn't ask for better students. Um, and, uh, and, and honestly, like I, I do live by that. Don't trust anybody. I ain't no friends in wrestling, but I couldn't be any more wrong when it comes to, to two of my students at Santino brothers, really from the bottom of my heart, uh, just taking the time here on the three count podcast, uh, during the segment to just thank all each and every one of you. So sorry about that guy. I just, I, I mentioned that I had to get that out. Yeah, of course. No, we will let you have this platform to do that. We ain't worried about that. But we do have the final question. And it is the question that I ask every single person because I thoroughly enjoy this. And even though you try to apologize, favorite curse word. Fuck. (laughs) I was just telling my students yesterday, I was like, I, I'm trying not to cuss so much. I listened to this guy, Gary V, business guru motivator. And uh, man, he is a cussing up a storm. And I realized I'm not trying to do that, but I'm cussing so much. I was like, I, maybe I got to listen to the, he's got a podcast that where he takes the cussing out. I said, maybe I got to listen to that one. Um, and I wouldn't cuss so much, but yeah, I am throwing F-bombs left and right. So. I love it. It was funny because like a bunch of my friends and I, we all did like, we have our own little group chat, right? Where we all do promo battles. And uh, I tell them all, I was like, the first time you drop any curse word, that's it. We do, we just boot you out the chat. And it's not because we're being mean. It's just, you just lost the battle. So we boot you out the chat for the day. And then we bring you back in. We're like, all right, cut us another promo, but try not to curse in it. And it's, it's so fun because like everybody gets attacked from somewhere. And then we're trying to like respond back to everybody but then you hear someone just like, and I can't wait to fucking see you and boop, you're out. And they're like, why did I get kicked out? Like, you know why? I'm like, yeah, I know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, right? That's always, we just did promos in the online class last night. Um, and surprisingly, mo- a lot of people need to slow down and a lot of people cuss. There was only one person that needed to slow down and there was only one person that cussed. And I was like, wow, usually there's a lot. And so I said, hey, I know cussing. You got to be more creative than that. Everybody, right? Because as we talk about goals, I said, nobody said they just wanted to wrestle on the indies. Everybody said they wanted to go to the next level of the national television uh, wrestling shows. And you're not going to be able to cuss on those shows. You know, maybe they can't cuss on, on AEW, but it ain't going to be you. That's for like Jericho and Cody Rhodes to do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell people all the time, I was like, listen, man, there's three, as of 1970, there's 399,993 words and seven of those you can't say on TV. And if you don't know the seven, go listen to George Carlin. So choose other words to fill in those blanks. I was like, yeah, That's how it works. That is a great point. That is a great point and a good, great fact. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But that is it for all of our questions. So we have one last thing we need from you, sir, and that is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. 
You could find Joey K, the rock superstar, Joey Chaos, guru, coach, mentor of the Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy right here on the Three Count Podcast. Yeah, right on the Three Count Podcast. But you can also find this man all over Facebook. You can follow his YouTube <laughs> oh, channel. <laughs> I thought you wanted me to do a promo. Yeah, you could definitely find me on uh, – on Twitter, I, I'm not very much on Twitter. I always tell them, you better get on Facebook. I know that's an old man place to go, but that's where Coach is at. So you better get a Facebook. Uh, at Joey Chaos Munoz on Facebook um, or chaos uh, at SantinoBros.net for my email. Uh, but definitely check us out, uh, SantinoBros.net. We got our, our new uh, online class starting up January 25th, so you can jump on that. Um, also, I just loaded up the uh, – the uh the merch store with a uh ton of t-shirts masks uh sweats hoodies um all kinds of uh, uh different merch that we that we have put up on there uh so definitely check us out santinobros.net and check me out at joey chaos, at joey chaos munoz so there you have it that's the man himself saying it. so this is the three count podcast presents now entering the ring I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, here with Lou the Franchise. And like we said, this is now entering the ring. And you know the man himself, Joey Munoz, is here with us. So, guys, tune in to the next episode and be there or be somewhere else. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there. Find us at the three count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.